You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to Acoustic Air, the show where you get to know musicians from in and around the Charleston, West Virginia area. I'm your host, Elaine Abdella, and the song you just heard was Rolling Stone by the band Aaron Fisher and Ghost Fleet. For this episode, I got to sit down and interview the members of that band. So, if you're interested, which I know you are, then please stay tuned for the interview and some awesome acoustic music at the end. Without further ado, let's get right into the introductions and then some questions. All right, I'll start. I'm Tajay Mosley, and I'm the drummer. Okay, I'm Jonathan Smith, keyboard and vocals. Uh, Aaron Fisher, uh, guitar and vocals. All right. How did you guys meet as a band? Oh, man. (laughs) Go ahead, Aaron. (laughs) Apparently, uh, well, I think we met through Rick Perdue. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan came to the studio, and I was there as the engineer, and uh, they cut some tracks, and how did we meet, Tajay? Same way I came to the studio. You came to the studio with John, and uh, I have a habit of stealing musicians (laughs) from other bands. I'm sure that they've caught on to that by now, but uh, 
That's how you get the best, right? <laughs> Vikings out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, everybody's pretty communal. Mm-hmm. It, it, everything seems to work with all the bands locally. So we try to make it work the best we can. Well, that's good. Uh, how long have you been together? It hasn't been a year yet. No, under so a year. So you're fairly new. Yeah. <laughs> Really neat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went through about nine guitar players. Really? <laughs> no more guitar players. So. Yeah, I guess after I that many. Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> to come in. and So then I had to learn to play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> what, are there any other instruments you play other than guitar? Or other than drums and other than keyboard? Yeah, I play the bass. Mm-hmm. I play bass. And I do the drums. Yeah. I'm actually a drummer, too. Okay. Yeah. I've only been singing for about six years, mm-hmm. seven years, really. So it's still new to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, what drove you towards music when you were younger? Like, was it at a young age? or Church. Yeah, church. Church. <laughs> church. That's what a lot of musicians have been telling <laughs> me. It's church. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only answer to that question. Yeah, 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 it's church. I mean, I still, I still play in church. Yeah, so. to this day. Yeah, so that's... that's they put me on sound. I don't know what that, know what that means. <laughs> so, as we all go through life, we kind of... Our taste changes. Um, how is how is your music, like your taste in music when you were younger versus now? Has it changed a lot? Hmm... I would say mine have, you know, because I guess I could say I was introduced, you know, to different vibes, different genres, so that gave me a different approach, which made me react differently musically. Uh, I think my likes when I was younger are still the same, but other than that, I think it definitely influenced how we express ourselves even in this band, so. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say change. I'd say grow. Like I grew, because I still listen to the same stuff that I grew <laughs> up to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But of course, I more <clears throat> genres. Yeah, that I got older. But no, I wouldn't say that. I'm still the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're still young. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't have any taste anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, there's so much music and art out there that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I have good taste or not. I used to think that I knew what was good and what mm-hmm. was bad, but now with everything, it's like I don't know if I even know what's going on. Yeah. So I don't know. I used to like angry music, and now I like music that makes me feel good. Well, mm-hmm. that's good. That's a, I think that's, that's, a that's good what change. happens with the age. Is you all that angst kind of mm-hmm. goes away when you realize there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And then uh, you kind of like stuff that puts you in a better. Place. Yeah. Are there any bands or musicians that you guys listen to that might shock some fans of your music? Like a guilty pleasure or anything? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you actually should. Taj <laughs> uh, No, not really. I don't, I don't think so. There's nothing that you listen to that people might be like, what? He listens to that? Oh, yeah. You might as well tell them the truth. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't, I will. Oh, yeah, these I listen, guys. Like, I listen. Uh, Kevin Gates. <laughs> that's a rapper. But that's. Kendrick Lamar. That's my music, though. Yeah, that's my music. Like, 
You say those names, they're not my team gonna know it, but like, but somebody a who, shocker to me, a shocker to me would be like, yeah, I listen to Elvis. Yeah, that's a shocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm saying like, no, I don't. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, that would be like, he yeah. listens to Elvis. <laughs> but no, you should have went with that. You should have went with that. No, that was good. No, I'm gonna lie. <laughs> well, I appreciate you not lying. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> oh come on! There's two more people There's here. There's two more. Uh, <laughs> wait, Aaron. I don't. You have to come back to me. Okay. Well, Who would I? I let's see. <laughs> Who would I listen to that people would be like, what? <laughs> All right. There's this uh, female. I think she's from New York. Her name is Gretchen Parlato. And they call her a vocal release. She's and like she sings in like Brazilian, Cuban, all that crazy stuff. And wow. her voice is so calming and it's kinda like jazz vibes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's awesome and amazing. So in my spare time I like to listen to singers. You know, Marvin Gaye, Donnie Hathaway. Mm. You know. Sometimes the Beatles. I like the Beatles. One of my favorite Beatles tunes is Eleanor Rigby. Okay. I love that tune. I don't know. Just keep listening to dope groups and singers. Mm-hmm. Aaron. Oh, I'm going to answer <laughs> it in a roundabout way. A couple of years ago, I started focusing on uh, <laughs> listening to music that I don't like on mm-hmm. purpose um, to see what it was that I didn't like about it. <laughs> And how they were producing it and how it sounded as opposed to stuff that I listened to. And what I found was, um, with guilty pleasures a lot of times, it's the fidelity of the audio to me moreover than it is like... I like real gritty music, but sometimes it's nice to just hear something that's really cut and, you know, and the sound is good. So, I mean, I'll turn on, like, Lady Gaga or something that I find value in on some level mm-hmm. to hear the production, you know, but to, a guilty pleasure, I'm, I'm <laughs> wide open. Like right. there'd be nothing I would be embarrassed about. Right. I do with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty confident in no, that's <laughs> good. my musical decisions. That's good. As a band, what are your musical influences? Besides church. <laughs> church. <laughs> uh, I, I attribute it to church because that's where I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then we had, you know, we've all had our rebellious phase. It's yeah. funny that, you know, we all have kind of gravitated back to, you know, still being a part of that. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, my as influence. As, as far as bands or anything, are there yeah. any influences? Uh, I like photography and art a lot, and mm-hmm. I tend to try to look into something and then write about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with music, I mean, Led Zeppelin was huge for me. Uh, Pink Floyd, all those 70s bands were big for me, but mm-hmm. I liked ragtime and southern blues music a lot, too. Okay. So, too many artists to name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Way too many. Do you guys have anything to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you influenced? He pretty much said it. Yeah, let's see. Influenced by by other stuff besides gospel, you know, Mm -hmm. jazz. You know, definitely jazz for me. Mm -hmm. Indeed, that's one of the main things. Uh, 
R&B as I became older mm -hmm. for me because I was able to understand it because of how I was growing musically. So, you know, I could learn from it a little bit more. But, yeah, R&B as I got older, but definitely just from the beginning, just jazz, Louis Armstrong, like mm -hmm. some of the old, old school, you know, mm -hmm. Cab Calloway, Minnie's a Mooch, all that stuff, you know, things from certain movies. And uh, I kept that in my memory. And as I got older, it's like, oh, I know how to play now. I can play that song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Outside of performing and creating music, what all do you enjoy doing? What are your hobbies and interests? Oh. Well, I'm a father. Mm. And, uh, that takes up a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm not with my, if I'm not with my kids, I'm practicing or gigging. And... I'm not practicing a gig, and I'm at home with the kids. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty much my life. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Tosh calls me from the house while I'm at work every day. <laughs> like, What's up? I'm like, yeah, just hanging with the kids. Like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. Like, sweeping or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody doing their own thing. I like to uh, cook. That's mm. that's one of my Stress relievers. Mm -hmm. I love to cook. Actually, when I when I have time, and I'm a gamer, so you know, at spots and all that stuff mm -hmm. that comes with it. 2K, mm -hmm. you know, basketball. <laughs> you know, we take care of it, and um, I don't know. I, I really cooking, Criminal Minds. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Catch up on some sleep, man. That's my prime time and mm -hmm. I guess I just try not to think about music at all but then we have Facebook and I'm pulled right back in for two hours <laughs> you know yep. so you know but that's what I try to do when I'm not <clears throat> fooling around with music Aaron. did I go already? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot I don't know I really uh, enjoy my mopping and cleaning job <laughs> my janitorial position right. that's my time alone really i mean i watch a lot of cartoons mm -hmm. and i buy a lot of cereal <laughs> and uh i force myself to get on the couch with my dog and mm -hmm. go at it for maybe five or six hours at a time just watching i don't like watching series like week by week mm -hmm. i never have mm -hmm. i i like watching it when it's all over right. I'll, I'll, so i'm still watching watch stuff that came out like <laughs> 12 years ago right. because I wanted it all to be there because <laughs> I didn't want to have to wait. So yeah. I watch a, I watch a lot of Hulu. I like Hulu. What's your favorite Hulu. cartoon? Might as well ask that. Oh, man. And your favorite oh, cereal, too, since you mentioned yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that's classic. Favorite cartoon mm -hmm. is probably, right now, it's probably... Uh, uh, Rick and Morty. Hmm. That's a good one. And uh, it's a little out there. Yeah. You know? Favorite cereal? I don't. There's no dice in that. I get something different every time. Just all I believe the in living. You know, life. You know, taking chances. <laughs> With cereal. With cereal. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's that's great, Eric. <laughs> I can't be serious. No, it's okay. No, I'm glad because. This is the, people like listening to fun stuff, yeah. right? Not serious, boring stuff. I think with music, though, I mean, one thing with music that's happened in the past couple of years is 
it used to be like musicians and artists were like ethereal creatures. Mm-hmm. And now everybody, there's no mm-hmm. fool in that. Now everybody knows we're just exactly like everybody yeah. else, you mm-hmm. know, artists and photographers, and we're exactly the same, right. you know, regular. There's nothing special or <laughs> glamorous about us. Not at all. So. Depending on the musician, um, some people get really attached to their instruments and have names or their instruments have a really interesting story of how they acquired them. Is that true for any of you guys? No, I don't think I've even given any of my keyboards a name. (laughs) It's just one of those situations where it's just like, I know you're mine, so Mm -hmm. you're not even going to focus on giving you a name. I don't know. I, I never got that deep into it. I was so focused on, can I go fast? Or <laughs> I have this many chords that mm-hmm. I couldn't even focus on stuff. Like I know usually people have like a Lucille, yeah. Betty, you know, yeah. but no, nah, I don't, I don't have one as of yet. Mm-hmm. At least. Taj, you? No, man, I can honestly say that. And I'm saving mine for when I buy a new base. Okay. But I have a name though. stories I know I interviewed um Sasha Colette and she mm-hmm. said she got one of her guitars she the only reason she got it was because he needed to get rid of a guitar so he could get a parrot okay and it was kind of an interesting story. story but it's okay if you don't you know you're not as cool as Sasha no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah I don't even think I don't even think of anything I, I will say this uh, the only thing I can say is most of my keyboards that I've gotten were like given to me. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I I haven't had to. I've only probably bought two keyboards, and I've been playing for fifteen, sixteen years. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, you know. So maybe I should name them <laughs> since I didn't have to pay for them. Maybe. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I know you're a fairly new band, but um, out of all the places you've performed at so far. What's your favorite? The studio, I think, for me, yeah, hands like down. The These guys are monster. <laughs> and it's just fun to, for us to get to play together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, studio. That's probably not the answer you're looking for. No, it's okay. Yeah. I'm here. Whatever answer you have will work because that's who you are as a band. Plus, we have to remain neutral in town so we can keep <laughs> <laughs> you can't say anything. You can't say I'm like, oh, you like that place yeah. better. You know? I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, with the plethora of options we have. Right. Yeah. We love all of them equally. It's okay. <laughs> what was the first song you performed together, and what was that experience like as a band? It was obviously The Lost Prophet. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't remember. Like, it was just like... Good answer, Tosh. We had just been doing it. We didn't. We had been rehearsing it so much that when we got on stage, it was just like second nature. Mm-hmm. So, I'll say I can this, honestly uh, say I can't recall our first time playing Lost Prophet. I really can't. 
But I know it was dope. <laughs> I know it was. I remember stuff changing because when I came in the band, y'all was already going. Right. I'm correct. You and Aaron were already going. So yeah. when I got in the band, first song I recorded was I Wish You Well. Mm-hmm. And just play piano on it and listen to it a couple of See, times. I'm lost. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I played <laughs> a couple of times yeah. and I looked at Aaron, Aaron looked at me, I'm like, yo, this is money. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, man, this is good. I'm like, no, man, this is really money. We we should check some things out. And he he held me to it. Yeah. <laughs> and before I knew it, you know, hey, we're having rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> like the session, you know, was just rehearsal. And we just moved forward and I started learning tunes and he sent me all these songs in Dropbox, and I did homework <laughs> and made all my little notes, came there and, you know, tried to play like seven or eight tunes that he wrote. It's crazy. Yeah, that was pretty much that. And that was our first and last rehearsal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I jumped on that. When, when he expressed interest, I immediately moved forward with that thought process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Everybody was just so busy, and it really just ended up the three of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, call it whatever. It yeah. just happened to be that. And I I think I Wish You Well was definitely the glue to that. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody came in and played on that. Taja doesn't remember. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do. And, uh, I just, he came out one night to rehearse, and uh, I sprung a recording session on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that, and... That song's going to come out this year with a video, so I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. Do you have any embarrassing or interesting stories from the performance or recording session? Anything fun happen? Hmm. That's a good question. Just Taja just drops the one all the time when we go to take a a cut. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, that's I, pretty... will, I will. I will. <laughs> but the thing about Tajay is, like, he could probably, once he gets started on a take, that's it for him pretty much. He could mm-hmm. probably do that. He's not done more than three takes on anything yeah. at my place. Mm-hmm. And that's coming in and learning the tune on his bot. So, yeah. It's, uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything. I mean, this whole industry is interesting and embarrassing. So, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much every gig, I guess. Yeah. I can't think of anything outstanding. It's pretty chill. We're all very mature and we go about our business. There's no insanity. Everybody's grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it that way. Yeah. I don't blame you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can you tell me about a defining point in your musical career so far? Who else go first? <laughs> Look Me up. transferring from drummer to bass player. Even though it's not in this band, but just period. Just making that transition. It's been fun, but weird at the same time. Like to actually to actually just just start playing it just to for fun and then it actually turned into be serious and then like it actually turned into be fun. Like, then it's like, oh, people, like, we're gigging. <laughs> like, yo, we're gigging. Like, it's not a game. Like, oh. But, it's natural. Yeah. Because I didn't want to make the transition at first. Because I still wanted to be drummer. 
and I thought I wasn't going to be able to be drummer. So that's why I was like, I don't want to do it no more. I don't want to do it. But I found that happy balance. So we're all good. <laughs> all good now. I think uh, the final moment for me uh, when I uh, went overseas, went overseas in college, 2007, went to Austria with West Virginia State jazz band so that was cool I was out there for like 14 days um, going out there changed the game for me because you know we heard these people from Austria they were playing American jazz music I mean we was in Porgy and Bess you know and you see all these pictures of Ella Fitzgerald all that stuff and I mean these guys were playing but the crazy thing about it was they were mechanical so it literally I mean they were fast clean nothing was you know, lacking, but they were playing it, but it was just notes, and it was like mechanical, looked like robots. Mm. And so when I heard that, I came back home and I said, I don't ever want to play like that. <laughs> and just hearing how these humans sounded like robots mm -hmm. just tripped me out. And so that's when I, you know, became more soulful in my playing, just a lot of feeling and timing and placement, trying to be more cognitive of that. You know, so that was the first time, and then I had an opportunity to go again to Japan three years later with American Idol, and that was crazy because, you know, those were just Japanese people who loved American music, you know, so it was just like, they did everything like us, you know, when they played the music, I mean, they covered our tunes like we would cover their tunes, it was crazy, so I guess overseas just kind of showed me how, you know, music really connects everyone, regardless of what race color you know mm -hmm. it's just it's literally a language that everyone speaks it's very true yeah Aaron did you repeat the question <laughs> really yeah really <laughs> <laughs> what's a defining moment in your musical career so far um I I went on tour with Kenneth Bryan and Lucinda Williams as a drummer for Kenneth's band and it was the first time I saw the other side of the music industry, like the business side of it firsthand, like, hey, this is how things go. And uh, then I knew it was possible, and I wanted to do it with my own stuff. And I just got lucky enough to have a killer band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's happening right now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the most, yeah. It's <clears throat> the most pivotal moment for mm -hmm. me was kind of closing the doors to my recording studio and opening the doors to full-time music mm -hmm. uh, with my own project. Yeah. Okay, this might not be relevant since you guys are fairly new, but <laughs> has the sound of your music that you play changed over time? I guess you could even look at it from before you were in this band. Um, whether it be songwriting or what type of genre you play. I think it's, um, what I guess the, the main drive in this band is writing great songs, writing good songs, good music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the drive of that influences what we do in any setting. Like, I will say this much since I've been, me and Aaron was talking about this maybe two, three weeks ago. Uh, since I've been in Ghost Fleece, it's added a certain level of structure to my playing in every band that I play in. I play in so many bands and in, in 
even in church, it's like I'm pressing to in our rehearsals. They're not, you know, stickler rehearsals like, hey, you know, make sure you hold that one down. No, it's just like, hey, man, we got to get that together. Let's <laughs> try to make sure. Let's Talk try to get it. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's, that's Aaron. Hey, let's try to pull it together. And it's just like, we just pull it together, you know, and mm-hmm. which causes me to like be a little strict at my church rehearsals, causes mm-hmm. me to be a little bit more pressure on my other bands. You know, it's just added a sense of structure and just kind of clinged my life up <laughs> you know playing wise just <laughs> cleaned it up you know that's always good because now i'm not just playing music that just feels good or make people feel good but i'm playing marketable music mm-hmm. so this can be sold you so and that's really the bigger picture i wish people would get a hold of it and then eventually you know everybody be successful but i got it so i'm cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah that's pretty much it i guess um I would say this much it's made me more like you said it's made me more structured in a sense like I've been more aware of how I've been playing because of the genre that we are playing requires you to be a little more structured Mm -hmm. where in R&B you can do what you want you know what I'm saying like it really like if anything, it has added more structure and more s- solidness to my plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. <laughs> uh, and with, I, that, with that type of discipline, right. you know, when you do stuff that's like, whoa, it's like you were never ready for it because for four minutes you heard dot, 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 just the same thing. So, you know, now it's like we're not even working as hard, but when we get on that wild tangent, we can go for days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not for a days. <laughs> it's not a game. We're gonna run that ad. It's not a game. I had an answer. I just I wanted him to answer first. Uh, my answer to the question was, I never thought that my music would have that impact on them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean it's just crazy, and I can <laughs> see it now that they say it, but. I still don't get what they do all the time. So I'm waiting for that to happen. Mm-hmm. When do I get to get the Right. They're just so they're just better than me. No. <laughs> Stop that. And that's true. That's real. Are there any songs that you all cover or if not, is there a song that you all would really like to cover? Oh yeah! What? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, oh. my favorite song! <laughs> is, I just uh, I just found one last night. Literally, it was last. Is this oh, one is this it one was Lights your... by Journey. Oh my! So you're introducing that one. Yeah, sure. Ooh. That would be pretty good. Lights by Journey. You think I can sing that high? Yep. yep. It's, it's, it's it's the same key as uh, uh, Pretty Girls. Pretty Girls. Yep. Yeah. Same wow. key. Uh, I, I even walked check, into that I even one. Check yeah. like vocal ranges. It's the same. Oh yeah, you did your homework. You're done. I like you know, I like that uh you can't always get what you want. I yeah, like that song yeah. a whole lot. That's yeah, fantastic. Right. Yeah, life's my journey. So we have homework. <laughs> we just got uh Rock Salt and Nails by Utah Phillips. Mm. Uh, Rock Salt and Nails. <laughs> and it uh I've gotta work some things out, but hopefully it'll be on our next record. And yeah, any Rolling Stone song mm. is a lot of fun and we don't do very many covers. Mm-hmm. We're trying to steer clear of that, but yeah. um, I, you know, I don't care. People debate that all the time. It people are happy and they're having fun at the show. 
and they're gravitating to what we're doing already. So, you know, we're not using it as a crutch to try to get right. attention from people. It's just fun to do other people's music. Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. whole other level mm-hmm. of learning, you yeah. know, what's going on in somebody else's head. What's your favorite song, your favorite original song to perform live? This will be interesting. Mm. Mm. I don't know, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I wish you well, man. There's some sweet moments in that tune that just, you know, that look that you give to the band. It's like, yeah, this is good. We have a lot of those moments in that tune, you know, and it's like, that's just a great song. People should really watch out for that tune. Okay. <laughs> that's probably it. <laughs> I if I've ever done anything good, that's it. I mean, I'm not going to do anything better, probably. <laughs> so, you know, there's a balance. That song's good. It uh, breathed a lot of life into the band, so I think that's important. He likes a song called Your Scent. We'll be nope. debuting that uh, on Saturday <laughs> at the Boulevard Tower. He said, nope. nope. Which one, Tosh? The tracks, baby. Oh, the tracks. Oh, boom. Yeah, yeah. I love that Yeah, song. that's a good Yeah, that is your favorite song. I was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's an acapella that Aaron does. Yeah. 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 He's, he does the, like, movie thing. He's he's singing it, but he's singing the wrong word. <laughs> yeah. Bless his heart. He just... <laughs> but that's fine with me. My <laughs> All right, pick another one, John. We can't just say I wish you well. Well, um, I'll say Pretty Girls, because that was the first song where vocally uh, we found out we had something. Yeah, yeah. baby. So, yeah, big time. That and, was uh, it was something that we just, I think that's the tune. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Girls. And we learned the lyrics, pulled the uh, harmonies together like we haven't seen in forever. Yeah, that was weird. We literally just said, okay, guys, seriously, we're going to sing tonight. Because we had been saying we was going to sing for like two, three weeks. And like this one evening, was like, all right, for real, we're singing tonight. And it just... It was just like, word. Yep. And that's when it happened. So, yeah, that would be my other one. You uh, make him choose two. Yeah, lost, <laughs> I'll say Lost Prophet because uh, that's my warm-up song. So that one I know I can nail... Right off the bat, to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the songs are not like that. And it's weird. And I, I'm sure other artists have that same epiphany at some point. Well, this is the one I know I can do out of the box. Mm-hmm. And it'll be the best I can do it. Mm-hmm. And people will hopefully will respond to the energy and latch onto the show um, and stick with it. So for me, it's that one. And eventually people will get tired of hearing that song first, but sorry. Do any of your songs have an interesting backstory to how it came to be? That's the only magic left in this industry. I don't <laughs> is not telling your You don't have to secret, I'm guess. just saying I'm No, just I that's <laughs> silly. I'm just being silly. Um <laughs> The first record I did didn't have any love songs on it. It had one on it that sounded like a love song, but it was about my dog. (laughs) Love song? (laughs) um, uh, It's called The All Alone, and I'm going to re-release it 
on an EP that's going to come out before our full-length record comes out. And uh, so I'm pulling it from the old record. That was, in, it's interesting. It's about waking up with my dog on top of me and, you know, trying to get that whole whatever sleeping thing worked <laughs> out. And it really sounds romantic when you mm. hear the song. But uh, <laughs> it's it's about my dog and the annoyances of, of having a pet. So I know how that is. <laughs> I have a six-year-old boxer mix and a four-month-old mutt. <laughs> He's a he's a handful. <laughs> yeah, that's the only backstory I'm going to share. I think. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay, this is kind of a more serious question, but you don't have to take it seriously because I know how you are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, do you think there's something that distinguishes an artist from just a musician? I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that I have the answer. I'm not sure that anybody's qualified to answer that question. No. I'm certainly not, of all people. <laughs> the least of my intentions, in my mind, is to be a proficient musician. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get better at that. Um, but I would say it was really a blessing to go out with Lucinda Williams because I write in metaphor and it's more poem form than it is song so I don't even know that I would say that I'm a musician Mm -hmm. when I look at I mean these guys are always talking about this is here and add this and do that and that's not my gift so Mm -hmm. it's just not I mean my gift is the structure and the making sure that all the words matter and there's not a bunch of just stuff in there Mm -hmm. um so yeah that that's me on that you guys have. <laughs> I'm good, man. That was a good one. I was yeah, a good yeah, man. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are musicians. <laughs> like, these guys can walk in a room. I don't care. I mean, I'm saying, you hear people say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy can, he can rap like whatever or just whatever. But these guys really could, I think, they could step up on any stage and play mm-hmm. with anybody. Well, I like what um, you said earlier about when you went overseas and they sounded like they were robots, kind of. Like, that's kind of your typical way too much of just a musician and not enough of an artist, I think. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay, last question Uh, for each of you. Out of all the artists and musicians, um, dead or alive, who would you collaborate with and why? James Brown. (laughs) James Brown, because... I love James Brown, and honestly, like, James Brown is, in my family, very influential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean that, and I I really do mean that. Like, mm-hmm. it was God, <laughs> then James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that, okay. like, uh, yeah, I would, James Brown is just, he's the all-time greatest, why would you not want to play for James Brown? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's the king of rock. He's the king of soul. He's the king. He's king of everything, <laughs> in my in my opinion. So James Brown is my answer. Um, I'd say, I'd say Robert Glasper. He's a cool um, piano player, jazz guy, and um, I, like, I like jazz a lot. So right now he's a guy who's like 30 or 40, something like that, and he's doing his thing. Wrote some good music. Grammy Award winning type cat. I guess I'll try to listen or view people who I want to be similar to or follow the same 
stepsads, you know. So, yeah, that guy's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll give that as my answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine is, uh, mine I would have to say would be Ryan Adams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, it's weird because I know people that have met him and know him, you know, on a first name basis and I've heard a lot of things in the press and we it doesn't really seem like we have much in common. Mm-hmm. But his music has really inspired me more than any other new artist mm-hmm. or artist of my generation right. than anybody else's. So that would I would have to go with that. I, just as a producer Mm-hmm. If he would hear one of my songs and say, "Oh, that's a great song. I'd like to work on that," mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's whatever. It's all out there. It probably would never happen, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't be. It's not pivotal to me. But just to answer the question, that would make me feel some certain level of achievement to know that somebody that had given me that much inspiration saw it back in in the mirror in some way. Right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being a part of this, yeah. and. Um, is there uh, social media stuff that people can find you on? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm trying to drive everybody to our website, though, because mm-hmm. it has the most content. Okay. And that's AaronFisherAndGhostFleet.com. Right. Um, it, they can download and stream free there and uh, download for a price if they want to buy. But you can listen to all the music and see everything. And, uh, that's the best way to do it. Bands in town will notify you of our shows. Okay. Just the regular stuff. Are there any upcoming shows that you know of that you can yeah, tell us about? Uh, we're going to be at uh, Stanley's Pub in Cincinnati on March 2nd. We'll be in Middletown at the Music Club on the 3rd. And then we're uh, heading to Huntington to the V Club on the 4th. And we're going to be in D.C. March 30th. And we'll be back here on the 31st at the Empty Glass. And we will be at the Tavern this Saturday the 20th. All right. Well, um, I want to thank Aaron, Jonathan, and Tajay again for sitting down and talking with me today. And um, if they are in town playing around you, be sure to check them out. They're great people and a great band. Um, As Aaron said, they will be playing at the Boulevard Tavern this Saturday, February 20th. So if you're in Charleston around then, definitely check that out. Until then, you have the privilege of listening to some awesome live recordings that they did for us. Tajay, the drummer, wasn't able to stay for the recordings, but Jonathan and Aaron did a great job for us. The songs they played for us are I Wish You Well, Lost Prophet, and It Ain't Easy Being Mine. I hope you enjoyed this interview, and I hope you enjoy the music coming up just as much. Oh, and by the way, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash acousticairshow. Also, be sure to check us out on Mopcast Network and on the air radio. And without further ado, once again, here is your music. Smoky in here tonight There's 
isn't there I used to be able to see so much Smokey in here tonight Elizabeth I used to be able to hear every word you said Crowded in. 
way, nine to five. He said his car broke down. Asked, could I give him a ride? He said he had a baby, and a woman to call his wife.
to Acoustic Air, the show where you get to know musicians from in and around the Charleston, West Virginia area. Again, I'm your host, Elaine Abdella. The music you just listened to were all live acoustic recordings done by Aaron Fisher and Ghost Fleet, the band that I interviewed for this episode. In order, the songs were I Wish You Well, Lost Prophet, and It Ain't Easy Being Mine. If you enjoyed their music and want to check them out, be sure to go to www.aaronfisherandghostfleet.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. If you missed this episode of Acoustic Air, you can check it out anytime through Mopcast Network. You can find Mopcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere, as well as mopcast.com. That's M-O-P-C-A-S-T. Or you can tune in again on Tuesday at 7 for a replay of the show. Be sure to like Mopcast Network on Facebook as well as on the air radio. And that's air radio as in A-I-R-A-D-I-O. Just one R. Acoustic Air also has its own Facebook page, so be sure to like that as well. Facebook.com slash Acoustic Air Show. Once again, this has been Acoustic Air, and I'm your host, Elaine Abdella. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.